Chapter Twenty Two of Arizona Nights by Stephen Edward White. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Shapes of Illusion. Every day, as always, Signor Johnson rode abroad over the land. His surroundings had before been accepted casually as a more or less pertinent setting of action and condition. Now he sensed some of the fascination of the Arizona desert. He noticed many things before unnoticed. As he jingled loosely along on his cow horse, he observed how the animal waited fetlock deep in the gorgeous orange California poppies, and then he looked up and about, and saw that the rich color carpeted the landscape as far as his eye could reach, so that it seemed as though he could ride on and on through them to the distant Chiricahuas. Only close under the hills lay, unobtrusive, a narrow streak of gray, and in a few hours he had reached the streak of gray, and ridden out into it to find himself the center of a limitless Akali plain, so that again it seemed the valley could contain nothing else of importance. Looking back, Signor Johnson could discern a tenuous ribbon of orange, the poppies, and perhaps ahead a little shadow blotted the face of the alkali, which, being reached and entered, spread like fire until it, too, filled the whole plain, until it, too, arrogated to itself the right of typifying Soda Springs Valley as a shimmering prairie of mesquite. Flowered upland, dead lowland, brush, cactus, volcanic rock, sand, each of these for the time being occupied the whole space, broad as the sea, and the circlet of the mountains was room for many infinities. Among the foothills, Senior Johnson, for the first time, appreciated color. Hundreds of acres of flowers filled the velvet creases of the little hills, and washed over the smooth, rounded slope so accurately in the placing and manner of tinted shadows that the mind had difficulty in believing the color not to have been shaded in actually by free sweeps of some gigantic brush. A dozen shades of pinks and purples, a dozen of blues, and then the flame reds, the yellows, and the vivid greens. Beyond were the mountains in their glory of volcanic rocks, rich as the tapestry of a Florentine palace, and, modifying all the others, the tinted atmosphere of the southwest, refracting the sun through the infinitesimal earth motes thrown up constantly by the wind devils of the desert, drew before the scene a delicate and gauzy veil of lilac, of rose, of saffron, of amethyst, or of mauve, according to the time of day. Senior Johnson discovered that looking at the landscape upside down accentuated the color effects, it amused him vastly suddenly to bend over his saddle-horn, the top of his head nearly touching his horse's mane. The distant mountains at once started out into redder prominence, their shadows of purple deepened to the royal color, the rose-veil thickened. "'She's the prettiest country God ever made!' exclaimed Senior Johnson with entire conviction. And no matter where he went, nor into how familiar country he rode, the shapes of illusion offered always variety. One day the Chiricahuas were a tableland, next day a series of castellated peaks now an anvil now a sawtooth and rarely they threw a magnificent suspension bridge across the heavens to their neighbors the ranges on the west lakes rippling in the wind and breaking on the shore cattle big as elephants or small as rabbits distances that did not exist and forests that never were beds of lava along the hills swearing to a cloud shadow while the sky was polished like a precious stone these, and many other beautiful and marvelous but empty shows the great desert displayed lavishly, with the glitter and inconsequence of a dream. Senior Johnson sat on his horse in the hot sun, his chin in his hand, his elbow on the pommel, watching it all with grave, unshifting eyes. Occasionally, belated, he saw the stars, the wonderful desert stars, blazing clear and unflickering, like the flames of candles, where the moon worked her necromancies, hemming him in by mountains ten thousand feet high through which there was no pass. And then, as he rode, the mountains shifted like the scenes in a theater, and he crossed the little sand dunes out from the dream country to the adobe corrals of the home ranch. 
all these things and many others senor johnson now saw for the first time although he had lived among them for twenty years it struck him with the freshness of a surprise also it reacted chemically on his mental processes to generate a new power within him the new power being as yet unapplied made him uneasy and restless and a little irritable he tried to show some of his wonders to parker jed said he one day this is a great country you know it replied the foreman those tourists in their nickel-plated pullmans call this a desert desert hell look at them flowers the foreman cast an eye on a glorious silken mantle of purple a hundred yards broad sure he agreed shows all we could do if we only had a little water and again jed began the senor did you ever notice them mountains sure agreed jed ain't that a pretty color you bet agreed the foreman now you're talking i always said they was mineralized enough to make a good prospect this was unsatisfactory senor johnson grew more restless his critical eye began to take account of small details at the ranch house one evening he on a sudden bellowed loudly for saying the chinese servant look at these he roared when sing appeared sing's eyes opened in bewilderment there and there shouted the cattleman look at them old newspapers and them gun rags the place is like a cow yard why in the name of heaven don't you clean up here i lead light babbled sing i clean him the papers and gun rags had lain there unnoticed for nearly a year senior johnson kicked them savagely it's time we took a brace here he growled we're living like a lot of oilers this is the end of chapter 22.